0: What if I told you that you had the power to change your life today just by choosing what you will eat next? Welcome to the podcast, Eat Your Best Life, where together through interviews and conversations, we dig deep into the power of plant-based nutrition and other lifestyle changes in enhancing your life both physically and spiritually. If you are ready to level up concerning your health, then this is the show for you I am your host, Cersei Blue. Let's do this. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited about this show. In this episode, we are talking with Joshua Black, otherwise known as the Urban Black Vegan. Um, it's a really good conversation. He walks us through his journey with weight loss and how he went from fat to fit. And so it's really a very interesting story. Um, He digs deep in just how not only was he getting over being fat to fit, but he talks about um, getting over diabetes and other medical issues and being able to be fit and healthy and vibrant and develop a life full of eating well and exercising and running in his community. What I love about Joshua is that he's genuine, he's passionate, and he's dedicated to educating his community about the power of plants, the power of a plant-based diet more specifically. But not only that, he's enthusiastic about shifting the minds of people um, to adopt a way that allows them to embrace the truth, the truth about food, the truth about health, and everything like that. So you've got to listen to this episode, share this with your friends, but without further ado, let's get to it. Okay. Hi, Joshua, the Urban Black Vegan. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, Eat Your Best Life, hosted by yes. The Faithful Vegan. I'm absolutely excited to have you here. Um, so let's just dive right in. Um, okay. Tell, the, tell our guest just a little bit about yourself, how you came on the mm-hmm. vegan scene, and mm-hmm. also why you titled yourself the Urban Black Vegan yes. and the Broccoli is it the Broccoli Wonder Boy? Yeah, it's or, the, no, it's
1: the Broccoli... Yeah. Let's get it right.
0: Let's get it right. It's the
1: Broccoli Boy
0: Wonder. Okay, gotcha. the Broccoli
1: Boy Wonder. And I'll tell gotcha. you, you know, what, what that's all about as well. Mm-hmm. So um, just real quick, I'm, I'm going to make it nice and short as far as uh, my, my vegan journey up until this point. So um, eight years ago, I was um, diabetic. I was 60 pounds overweight. I was like, low energy, low self-esteem, and all the stuff that comes along with um, having a chronic illness, I had it. So I decided on July, um, G- July 4th, 2011, I was looking at a documentary called Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, that this documentary literally changed my life. I don't know what it is. I call it some kind of mystical intervention. If you believe in God, then call it the power of God. Call it whatever you wish. But something came over me that evening after watching this documentary. I was in my studio all by myself where I document, where I do my videos. I was here and I watched this documentary and I could relate so much that I thought it was me in the documentary. So immediately after that documentary, I got up. And for the first time, I walked into, we have a full mirror here in the studio. I took my shirt off, which I never do. And I looked at myself and I was bawling in tears. I'm a grown man, 40 something, 40 years old. And I'm crying because I did not like, don't get me wrong. I love myself, but I did not like what I had become. I didn't like me. I love me, but I didn't like me. But you know what? I love myself enough mm-hmm. to want to make a change. And that night I decided and I said to myself, you would never look like this or feel like this again. And then I went on a journey for 30 days where I did nothing but um, juice and eat. No, I didn't eat, I didn't chew anything. Um, for 30 days, I lost 30 pounds. At that point, I was able to do a push up. No, I, I couldn't even do a push up. At that point, I was able to go walk on the treadmill because I was that bad off and that out of shape you know, and um, from there, it just started to get, it started to kind of like, I didn't even know it was, I didn't even call it vegan. I just called it, I need to be a better me. That's what it was called. And I just decided to, and then it just became something that just took over my body, whereas though I wanted more because, you know, you get, you have some results and you just want more and you want more. It was like, you know my appetite that I had for all the bad foods that went away it was it was replaced by this appetite for better health right. because I could see I could physically see the change and then I could feel the change and then I always tell people when you lose weight when you're heavy, you're not only carrying a physical weight but you're carrying this mental weight because you don't feel comfortable in your own skin, I was becoming comfortable in my own skin. So I decided to become a personal trainer. And then a few years later, I decided I could not believe what had happened to my life based on where I had started to put into my body. I said, I need to go share this message. I can't be selfish. I can't be selfish and keep all this good stuff just for me. I need to jump online. And I'm an introvert. I know it doesn't seem like that, but I'm an yeah, it doesn't introvert seem like by, it. <laughs> by nature, mm-hmm. except, except for when it comes to this area. Because I believe, call it pie in the sky, I do believe that we can change our community Mm. if we can get the information to our community. And I've, I've decided to make it my mission to put the message out there and use myself as a walking, talking, living example of what is possible when you decide to not only love yourself, but to like yourself. And, and love yourself enough to make a change.
0: Right. Wow, so that's, that's my awesome. story. That's awesome. And I guess, and I think this is what attracted me to your um, page, because I think, you know, I love all of the, you know, there's so much resources out there. But mm-hmm. I found it was so hard to find ones that were focused on the health message.
1: I need to find people who can insp- keep me inspired. I know there's others out there because, you know, I'm the only one in my family that is doing this. But I know there's others out there. So let me see if I can find others out there who can inspire me. So I look, I did the search. I looked for black vegans, um, inner city. because I live in the inner city here in Philadelphia. I couldn't find anybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was once again sitting here at night and I don't know what it was. I'm going to tell you, I don't know what it was. Something said, OK, you can't find anybody. Why don't you be that voice? I, like, right. I said, but I'm like the introverted guy. I'm the dude that's, that comes in and barely speaks. I'm like that guy. I'm not the life of the party. I don't know what it was. And then I was just like, okay. I said, okay, because I know there's other people. And then I really felt a commitment to share this information. Cause I think I thought, and I still do believe that I can, we can save some lives with this information. Mm. So I said, okay, well, why don't I make a, a YouTube video? And then I just got hooked. I started, once you get people who contact you back and say, thank you, you are saving my life. Can you mm-hmm. help me? I can't describe this feeling. I cannot describe the feeling because it makes you say, people are actually connecting with me and what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I can have an effect on lives. If I can change one person, they could possibly change generations within their family. Right. I said, I got I to go hard with this. And, and, and so I why I came up with urban black vegan because I didn't want someone to be in my position searching for someone who's black. They live in the inner city in an urban area and they vegan. So it's based on keywords, those keywords. I said, if people search, I'm going to come up and they're going to, I'm going to, they're going to get exactly what they expected. A black guy who lives in the the inner city who has embraced a vegan lifestyle. That's where it comes from. Awesome. Yes, and then the, um, the boy wonder is basically a play on words because it's like, boy, I wonder if. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, uh, Rocky, But it's really, boy, do I wonder if I can do this? Or, I wonder if someone else is out there. I wonder if someone right. can connect with me. So Rocky mm-hmm. boy wonder is what I came up with. So it's a play on words. And um, the goal is just to make my whole thing, I don't post a lot of recipes, is so I want people to really think. Right. I want people to think about this thing. We can detox all day, but let's detox our thinking. If we can mm. change our thinking, mm-hmm. we can do—we can move mountains. And I do believe, just like the scripture it says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So mm-hmm. that's where I think it needs to start with our thinking. Right. You know? So, so yeah. that's, that's it in a nutshell. How yeah. With the Brocky Boy Wonder and,
0: yeah and I agree everything. with you so much because I think a lot of times it's it's the information that the mm-hmm. community needs, but at the same time it's a mindset shift because even with the yes. information, if you don't really change the way you think or the way mm-hmm. you've always been doing things, the information still is not even enough. So it's almost that willingness to kind of let go what you've always known and, and being loyal. I always say this. I mean, we're loyal to foods. That are not in our best interest. You know what I mean? So we're eating out of our best, not in our best interest. And sometimes we don't even realize that connection. Um, So, how did your, did your, did you start out just being completely (laughs) healthy or did it kind of evolve over time? Because I know with myself, when I first got into it, it, over time, I became, I refined things a lot more, like, you know, like Mm -hmm. moving the oil and the sugar and things like that. How did your diet kind of develop as you see it as healthy? Like how did it kind of evolve? Right.
1: Where I got to, because I haven't always been where I am right now. Right. I stopped all the meat and the fish and and all that kind of stuff, but I haven't been where I am right now, which is, some would say kind of radical is kind of hard, but it hasn't always been that way. But what you have is, Once you continue, and I I believe in a a daily detox of of the way I think and continuing, you know how some people say like, oh, I'm going on this three-day detox, I'm going to drink lemon and ginger for three days. But I believe in detoxing my thinking, meaning that I'm going to absorb things that are going to help in my thinking, to really sharpen my thinking, to keep me focused, so I'm daily taking in a lecture. Daily reading something, daily just just daily trying to live it that way. So what happens is that when I came across, okay, what's the next what's the next step in this healthy journey? I don't want to just be a vegan. I want to be healthy. That's the first thing for me is healthy. You can call it. That's why I in your videos I say, you know, I don't care. You know, I want to be healthy. So on this journey, I learned about oil. I said, wow, this. That's the next plateau. If I really want to truly me, healthy, I gotta conquer that. This and oil is very, very hard. So that was the next thing: oil. Then it was like, wow, do I really need breads and pastas? And not really. Do I need all these refined, uh, refined carbs and things like that? I said, not really. I'm not against carbs, but it's like I just want them to. You know, I can get my carbs from broccoli. I can get it from veggies. I want to do. I want to be. veggies, 20% everything else. Mm -hmm. I want to live that life. (laughs) I'm still working on it, but that's the life I I want to live. So bread, bread, pasta, rice, Mm -hmm. I keep beans to a minimum, Mm -hmm. um, all those super, super, super high carbs. And then I wanted to make sure that the, the physical part, the working out, had to be, I wanted to go hard with it. You know, I mean I follow a guy. His name is David Goggins. I said I am going to go that hard. He's a he's an animal. This guy.
0: Like yeah, that. I saw him. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's an animal. So yeah, so that
1: he's the bar is way up there. But you know, right. I, you know, even though I might not get there, but I am going to try. Mm-hmm. So that's how I apply apply that thinking to all aspects of You know, the physical part, the eating part, and the mental part, as far as the mental daily detoxing.
0: Yeah. And in terms of eating healthy, I think, honestly, I have to say the funniest video that you have on there is this whole cauliflower uproar. <laughs> I mean, can you talk a little bit about oh this, this fried cauliflower thing? And, but, but you made an important point. And when you said it, I've always understood it. But when you said it, it, it clicked to me when you said, listen, we're animals, too. And that really clicked with me because a lot of times, especially when you're in the vegan community, there's a lot of emphasis on the, on treating the animals and the way that they're, you know, they're treated. And yet we don't really talk that much about, well, wait a minute, we're animals too. And we're, when we're eating all this fried food and all this other stuff, it's as if we're not giving our you know we're going out of character like we the animals and so everybody when you said get up into your cauliflower feelings that's a touch (laughs) because everybody's (laughs) loving this fried cauliflower right now so you were like a real trooper to come up and and come against the cauliflower
1: I know I know believe believe me and I you know what I think that's why sometimes I don't get invited to speak at, at certain events because they're like, Josh is going to say something that's going to set even the vegans off. Even the ones that claim to be healthy. Because, you know, I, I'm not one who believe in doing all this de- um, uh you know, liquid detoxes. I'm not one who believes in that and the teas and mm-hmm. and the, in the waste wraps and all of right, that. Right, and I'm not right. one who believe in it. So and right. people don't want to hear that, you know, right? Um, they want their bad habits somehow to be elevated to good habits. So I'm not, I'm not going to do it because that's not going to help our people. That's not going to help the community. Right. Right. You know, that's not going to help our community, but yeah, I, I just believe, I, yeah. Early on, I found out that this thing is this tension between are you an ethical vegan or are you a healthy vegan? You know, it's this thing. And I'm like, this is just nonsense, you know, how it's just nonsense, you know, just live a healthy life. And for those who are, like a lot of people who eat poorly on a vegan diet, I said, well, I'm an ethical vegan long as there's no animals being Yeah,
0: hurt. but that makes no sense. I'm like, what? Yeah. I said, Think about
1: what you said. Yeah. Said, what do you mean? We are animals, so right. You know, are you by you doing all this stuff to yourself? Are you being pulled cool to animals? And right.
0: Animals? Really? Right. Right. I, I was at right. a festival
1: and I was posing. I was walking around asking people this question, and they were like, "Just walking away. They just, I,
0: mm. you
1: know, I don't have no, I don't have no answer. Yeah, because uh, that's that one. A-
0: yeah that's a tricky one because it's true. if you're an ethical vegan you don't believe in any cruelty to any animal and eating those foods when you look at the diabetes and the heart disease as the number one killer and all of these chronic disease there's a level of cruelty there to ourselves exactly. cutting our lives short it's, you know? it's self
1: is self-inflicted and it right. doesn't have to be i just want people to be more conscious because right, right. now it's just basically we're just being unconscious. A lot of us are just unconscious eaters. Even if you're vegan, you're, you're still. You say I, that's why I always use the term like you know you're 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 um, uh, um you're oh your um what is it your your eyes are wide shut. It's right. like you see but you don't see. Right. It's like you think you see but you don't see. You you think you're awake but you're like not. Right. And that's why right. every all I do is try to. Um, um, I try to provoke people to think. Right. And that's why I try to use my uh, my social media platform. For wow, to, that's amazing. Um, get people to think. Just
0: think. And I think one of another um, topic to kind of go into just even the community at hand, I know growing up, a lot of the emphasis, especially in the black community, we were talking about alcohol and this corner mm. stores and, you know, just all these things being infiltrated into the black community. That's been, yes. you know, but now, I mean, I, one of the topics you know is the dialysis centers the Ooh. you know different things that kind of accepting you know cushioning bad health in our communities yes. and we're accepting it as well it's just the way it was my mother had it i had it and it's it's it it's the awareness that the community needs since they realize that it's the food that's killing us. Food yes. deserts. It behooves me to understand how communities don't have any fresh ac- access to fresh food. Right. If you want to just talk yeah. a little bit about that. To me, oh, yeah. that well, is an injustice, like a civil rights injustice if you can't get fresh food.
1: Right. And, and okay, so I have a little different take on this. And um, hmm. so I'm here's my take, but okay. See the whole word "food desert" really bothers me because I live right. in the inner city. I live in an area where people would say, "Oh, you live in a food desert." I will right. not own that. I will not own that word. Right? You know that term, and I'm gonna tell you why. I've, mm-hmm. I've been to conferences. Several. I try to go to conferences as 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 a part of my mental detoxing. I go to mm-hmm. conferences and I'm usually the only black vegan there. And right. you know, inevitably, they get up there and they start talking about food deserts. I'm the first to raise my hand and say, "Please do not." I said, I live in Philadelphia, a predominantly black area that right. would probably be considered a food desert. And right. I would appreciate you not calling where I live a right. food desert because I don't live in a desert.
0: Right. To me,
1: a desert means like there's nothing there. Right. There's grow. nothing
0: there. There's nothing, there's nothing there. there. Exactly. There's no
1: hope. It's just there's nothing right. there. That's right. not that's where a I good, live. That's a
0: good point. Distinction. That to is me. not where I live.
1: Yeah. And I said, you know what? You give me a plot of land, but you give me an icky lot, I will grow collard greens. Kale, um, turnips, right. spinach, tomatoes, right. and you know what I do? That's what I do in my neighborhood. Um, I go into a community garden. I believe, and it's only like twenty dollars a year. And you know what I have throughout the entire spring? I was just out there getting my garden, uh, uh, my plot ready for this upcoming season. Right. I will eat the most wholesome organic food for pennies all summer. Long in mm-hmm. every inner city community where there's open space, we have the ability to make that happen. What we have to do is um, to own the fact, mm-hmm. mobilize, yeah. and and be the example. Be the person. Be that black person out there saying, "You know what? I don't buy the fact that I live in the desert because I can go out there and grow kale." Right, I can go out there and grow turnip greens and greens and feed my family and my community right. for pennies, and it can be all pesticide-free and organic. Don't tell me I live right. because once you tell me I live in the desert, you're kind of like making
0: it's a discipline. Looking, powering, I, I'm, I'm yes, glad you, I'm glad you brought that to my my mindset because I'm i was looking at it as in the terms of you know what, like a, there's certain communities that like it's harder accessibility but the way that you're it phrasing harder, it now yes. you're you're empowering the person that's in those communities saying accessible or no accessible I still have the power and and that's yes. that's awesome the way you phrase that because I didn't actually think of it that way I was looking at it more from the problem but you're just enlightening the solutions so that that's amazing yeah I
1: was at a, yeah I, I was at a conference and I had um, I said yes I said you you, you said I consider I, I that derogatory. <laughs> And I also told them. I said, "There were some people, um, uh, white people, um, people who weren't, didn't look like me." And I said, "That would be uh, that's equivalent to me asking how, asking you, how does it feel, mm-hmm. uh, you living in a, um, a diversity desert?" How does it feel that you 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 yeah. go home to a privilege party every night? Like, how does that right, feel? Right, how would right. that make you language feel is important? I, language. If I important. labeled, yeah. if I labeled the fact that you live in this like ritzy, high end, there's Whole Foods, there's all these places within walking distance of where you live, but but yet there's there's nothing but white people in your area. And I say you live in a, a diversity desert. Right.
0: How about I, I,
1: I how about I labeled you a resident of a diversity desert? What if I told you 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 enjoy privilege parties every day of your life? How would you feel? Right. So don't tell me I live in a desert. Right. I live. You know. I, I just. I, I'm living. I'm, I have more challenges than you do. Right. But I am far from living in a desert. That's why when I do cooking demonstrations, I do anything. I buy the food from the community. I don't go out to the suburbs and bring it mm. back. I buy the food in the community at local. Um, uh, stores right. and I show them we can do this.
0: Okay, so you show them from the, from the beginning right to the end, literally where I get the food, how it's prepared Absolutely. so they can see the whole journey to this thing. Absolutely. Awesome. I call it
1: Eat and Educate. is called, uh, the program that I do in the community mm-hmm. is called Eat and Educate. I go, I, sh- I teach them how, I sh- teach them where to source the things, source the food from, mm-hmm. how to make the food and then I have them eat the food. You know, awesome. So all that all that magic happens right there in front of them, and I try to make sure that I, um, I only, you know, go to my community to get all the ingredients.
0: Awesome. One of the things that, that maybe you could touch on is how do you feel about, how, how do you work with the community in terms of
1: developing the mindset?
0: Because I know a lot of times when you are talking about healthy foods, I think we've been so... It's almost like our palate has been hijacked for so long that even when you say, listen, if you eat these things, this is the benefit. And if you eat those things, this is the benefit. But we're so it, we're so loyal and tied to certain flavors that, you know, how, how do you address the mindset issue? How do you address the mindset issue in terms of just the chronic disease that's out there and all of these things that's going on? How do you... Imp- You know, address people to to make that change. Like, what what are some of the things you suggest?
1: Okay, I I I I think it's important. I was at an event yesterday, and I had I spoke for a few moments. I think it's important to connect. Mm. It's like, what is that connective tissue that we all connect with, especially with Black people? You know, we connect with what's that? Every so there's someone in your family has diabetes. There's someone that has had a stroke. There's someone who's had. Once they hear that. And I tell them I myself came from a place of having diabetes, being overweight, mm-hmm. um, the whole nine yards. Then they say, "Oh, this guy understands. Right. He he was there." See, I think it's harder for someone who hasn't lived the life to actually try to tell someone how to live their life. You know, right. like I lived it, right. and I tell them, "No, I know. I know what it, it feels like to start losing your just the, the fact that you're starting to lose your vision." I know what it looks, feels like when you have numbness in all your extremities, you're suffering with ED issues, you're suffering with um, um, weight um, and you're su- suffering with low self-esteem. You can't. And you know what? You're not going to tell me that you're not suffering with that because I've been there. I know the medications. I've had it. So it's very important when we put people in front of other people who are hesitant to get into this particular lifestyle, they have to see, hear and feel and relate to someone that is has been where they are. Right. Because if there's a per, like I had a, a white person, um, someone came to an event, they were white, and they said, Josh, we really want to connect with the community. But, you know, being so I'm white, I know they're not hearing it from me. And I said, you're absolutely right. Mm. Because they see you from a place of privilege. Right. That you have access. Right. And we don't have access. Right. So the message coming from you is going to fall on deaf ears. Right. You need me to, to help you um, connect. Because they're not going to connect with you. Because you don't understand you might understand the fact that this is going to help them, but you don't understand culture. You don't understand Black culture. So there's no way that right. you're going to be able to um, um, penetrate your thinking.
0: Right. And I think that's why it's important that, you know, people of color who are eating this way kind of bring the message out as well. Do you know what I mean? Because, like you said, it's it, it, the visibility and the ex- shared experience and all that other stuff does make a difference. Um, the other thing is preventative because there's some people, they don't have it yet. And I know a lot of times, especially when we're younger, you know, I wish like for myself, I was like, wow, I wish I understood this when I was like 20 years old. You know what I mean? Because you could have lived this way even before you even developed anything. And so, you know, that's why it's like, I'm so passionate. Like I say to myself, you know, I know a lot of times we're very codependent on, doctors, you know, we we want the doctors to tell us what to eat and what not to eat. But the truth of the matter is, I think this kind of um healthy literacy or nutrition literacy should be taught from from the time their kids going up. Every individual Mm -hmm. should know how to take control of their health. This shouldn't be like, oh, the doctors have it on lockdown. If my doctor doesn't tell me what to eat and how to eat, you know, it's so it's it's almost something a movement of even trying just to get it as like, I don't know, For my vision, I honestly see like this should just be in the schools, like little kids should be taught yes. this is how you eat this is what prevents you know this is what gives you longevity it should be an awareness that everybody knows
1: um oh absolutely i agree 100 percent. i mm-hmm. agree but you know what one thing i want to bring up is that you know what even although we both agree that it should be in the schools and right um it should be a toy or we we'll believe that but you know what we can now no longer wait for someone else right
0: anymore. you can't wait and you yeah. know what
1: i do believe and i'm so excited the fact that you are doing this podcast, and mm-hmm. I'm seeing you posting online, because if we can just if we can just uh, throw a bigger net of mm-hmm. us doing this, right. then it would not be something that's unusual. It would right. become normal,
0: right? Like,
1: okay, Josh is in Philly doing his thing. Cersei is right. over here doing her mm-hmm. thing, and we got this brother or this sister over there doing this right. thing. And then before you look around, be like, whoa. I guess this is the new norm for the black community.
0: Right, right. So the
1: more of us that can get out there and raise our voices, mm-hmm. the more opportunity will be for others to hear us. Right, but one one can't do it. That's why right. I was yeah, so it has excited. to be,
0: yeah, it has to be a, 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 an effort of everyone. Definitely. Yes.
1: Yes, and everyone brings something different to the table. Mm. Like you bring a whole female mm-hmm. woman experience, whatever your background, because um, all of our stories are different. Whatever your background was to get to where you are now mm-hmm. is different from mine. Right. And someone might be able to relate to you, but they can't relate to me. Right. And, but that's okay. Right. That's okay. As long as you get, because our message is basically pretty much the same. Right. Exactly. Right. Like, you know? Exactly. So that is just a wonderful thing. And I I just get really excited when I I talk about this stuff, because I'm I'm starting to see people actually um, uh, change their lives. And then I'm starting to see people who have changed their life, get out here and share with other people, which is starting to affect other people. And it's starting to just, it's like a a snowball has a snowball
0: effect. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so amazing. So another thing is, in terms of, it's a holistic thing. So you, you say that you jog through the community so that yes. you can kind of be an image of fitness. That one yes. really made me pause because I was like, wow, I, I would not think of that. So your, your yes. mind is really churning in every aspect of how you can be an example. So tell exactly. me about that in terms of running through your right.
1: community. I, I call it a... P, uh, PDF, public display of fitness. Mm-hmm. And I believe that I truly believe that this really gets me upset because we have the suburbs outside. Philadelphia is pretty segregated. Mm-hmm. Um, so we outside of Philadelphia is the suburbs. And you go out there, you drive out there, there's nothing but people who don't look like me and you. They're running. I'm talking about people from teenagers to the elderly. They're running, they're jogging throughout their neighborhood. Then I come back to my neighborhood, right. nobody. Mm. No one runs. No one's exercising outside. No one's taking walks. It never, none, zero. I said, you know what? I'm going to be the example. I am. I could go down there. We have a beautiful. We have beautiful tracks, and we have this runway that's near the water mm. where everyone goes. I said, no. I, I no. That's not going to help. That's not going to help those who need to see this. Right. So I, I purposely run through the toughest neighborhoods I can find, right. and then I'm making an effort to run through each drive um, fast food drive through um, and I make sure I run right next to every car, and I look at it like this. I truly believe that I'm planting seeds. I I, I, I don't believe that anyone's going to like say, oh, okay, let me back out of this fast food driveway, but I believe right. <laughs> that, yeah. you know what, mm-hmm. that... Subconsciously I've planted a seed. Mm-hmm. That seed has been planted. And I hopefully maybe they drive a little further and then they see, oh, they come across you outside working out or running. They're like, wait a minute. I don't keep seeing and you know, our you know, black folk we're very much like is this a sign or something? Mm. I keep seeing, seeing this. So if I plant the seed, you nurture it, that person nurtures it. Right. Um, person he'll, he'll, it.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, they,
1: mm. they look at something on TV, they're starting to get nurtured right. now before you know it, it starts to take root. Right. It's not going to happen overnight. Right. But if we all can play our part and be, I like to call us vegan farmers, mm-hmm. be that vegan farmer, be that plant-based farmer, plant the seed and and, and nurture the seeds. And make a a, be intentional. That's why I run through the neighborhood because I'm trying to be intentional
0: Mm.
1: and try your best to nurture the seeds that you are now that you're planting. I believe being uh, a a vegan, the lifestyle, I believe, is just that a lifestyle with a huge responsibility Mm. for the health and wellness of of others. I'm just focusing in on those who need it. Um, A set of mammals need the most. Right. And
0: that's black people. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of issues there. I think, but what do you, what are your thoughts on the fact that I think veganism now is probably the most popular that it's ever been, you know, and, and yes. the way that they're predicting it is that I think they said 2019 is the year of the vegan. I think I've read like 10 articles on that one, but it's, right. it's just been so popular. You know, you have the Beyonce's coming out, you have this actor, that actor, you have you know the mm-hmm. what the health documentaries so there is a momentum that's picking up um yes you know
1: but let's see here's the thing with that I, you know and I'm glad to see it but I just want to see if it's going to last i think i talked about it before like i can there's, it's like right now. I like to say that being vegan or claiming that you're vegan is kind of sexy. Cool. Like, mm-hmm. say, if, like I eat vegan. Oh, I'm cool. You know, I'm, I'm not like the rest of everybody else. I'm mm-hmm. It's almost um, like years ago um, when Spike Lee was so popular and he did this thing with Malcolm. He did the Malcolm X movie. Everyone was. Everyone was so pro-Black. Everyone yeah, wearing was wearing red, there was black, a and green. Yes. And, and everyone was wearing ox and all this other stuff. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Everyone's can take cloth, this yeah. and that. And then it passed.
0: And then it passed.
1: Then it was over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see, and you know, we're, we're very trendy um, people. Mm-hmm. I want to see, is that going to be the case with this? I hope is not. it going yeah. to, Is it just going to? Is it going to pass? Our their con our consciousness raised. Yeah. Is it going to stay raised?
0: And I think do the, you have this?
1: Yeah. Go ahead. I was um, saying, do you have the? Do you have this? Does it have the staying power? Right. To like stay. Raised?
0: I think it. The, the key. I think the secret sauce of this whole staying power is going to be is, I think it's, it's locked into the fact if, if we see ourselves as mammals and our sustainability, because I think once you get into this and you experience it for yourself and you see how it has helped your health and you see how it's, you know, the environment and everything, once you lock into that, it's very difficult, um, to let go of it. And and the reason I, I say this too, I'll give you a funny thing, but when I was growing up, my parents were Jamaican. And so we grew up Um, we saw Rastas all the time. Okay. And they would be saying the Aital food, the, you know, the dairy is wrong, the meat. And we just thought they were extreme, you know, (laughs) and you know, you just didn't, I mean, and they, this has been generations they've been saying this, but you just said, Oh, it's so extreme. And then now when you see all the research backing up everything that the Rastas were saying, the, the salt, the dairy, the meat, all of that stuff, you're like, wow, they were right all along. But again, they were convinced. It wasn't a fad. It was a convince that they understood what the food was doing to the body and the spirit. And so they developed as the a lifestyle and it's lasted even until now. Like, you know, I, to me, it's like, from my experience, it's like Brussels were the first vegans I ever knew, Absolutely. but I didn't really, do you know what I mean? I didn't really understand I did. it. I just thought, okay, these guys are just too extreme. Because back in the days, I thought anybody that didn't eat cheese, was a bit much you know and so but now looking back you realize wow they really had the um they really had the truth you know because now science is starting to back up these things and now it's becoming I think people are listening to this platform a little bit more because the science is there to back it it's not like you're just saying these things the science is there exactly
1: and then we need people, advocates like um, uh, you and me right. to continue and make sure that the message sticks, right. making sure that we make ourselves visible through um, podcasts, right. um, Instagram, all the social media platforms. Say, no, this is no, we're here to step. Right. But it's interesting. You, you um, talked about the um, uh, Italian mm-hmm. and you say your 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 background is Jamaican. Jamaica. Yeah,
0: my parents are from Jamaica. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay
1: yeah because you know i'm being into this and my curiosity just to know more and that Mm -hmm. daily detox thing right and you know you're hearing like oh this veganism is for white people right you hear that so you hear that so much right but after i did my research and i found out about um holly selassie Mm -hmm. and then i found out about how um i forgot the name the guy from jamaica kind of like kind of like took his idea and and kind of like shape yeah yes Mm -hmm. shape and molded it Mm -hmm. and really put it out there right oh my goodness you mean to tell me this and and I tell was wait was years decades before um the word veganism
0: oh yeah that wasn't even that's why I said the term vegan is not wasn't even on the on the map you know Mm -hmm. exactly Exactly. Mm
1: -hmm. and and right, so you know, so when I found that out, I was even more hyped. Right, right. <laughs> I was more, even more jacked. I was like, wait a minute, you mean this is? Cool. But yeah, oh, yeah, I got it. I got it, and it made me have a foundation because I tell people when you claim this vegan mantle, mm-hmm. you become like this MV, uh, 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 vegan ambassador. Right. So you're gonna. So you're always getting challenged. Right. right? Mm-hmm. You're always getting challenged. I was like, yes, to know that information filled me up and made me not want to confront people to talk them down, just to know the fact for myself that I am definitely on the right track.
0: Right, right, right. Of course. And if you study, like, um, African diets from, you know, Yes. A lot of them are, are more plant-based. I mean, even a lot of the research that they're doing and comparing American, Black Americans dying over here, they're comparing it to countries in Africa that have zero heart disease, like Kenya and Uganda. So their their yes. their meals are predominantly plant-based. Um, and so speaking of science, let me quickly ask you a couple more questions. But how is the How Not to Die book? Because that's one of my favorites. And I'm a big Dr. Greger fan. And I just want to know what some of your thoughts were after. You been digging into it
1: yeah i'm a mm-hmm. big dr Greger fan unfortunately i don't my book reading is sporadic right i mean i'll read a couple pages here and, mm-hmm. and right now i'm on the cookbook and i love it yeah um i just like to see what type of ingredients and after a while you start to see like okay these are basically the same the same ingredients Maybe yeah he just uses the same ingredients spin. over and over <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> a different spin on it right but um i yeah, but I, I, I like what Gregory's doing. Actually, I'm so excited. He just moved to... He actually relocated here to Philadelphia. Oh, really? And he, yes, yes. And he's going to be at a conference. Um, so it's going to be my first time actually seeing him yeah. in person. I'm super, super excited. Yeah, and he's I am,
0: so personable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: I'm reaching out to him. I'm trying my best to get an interview. Mm-hmm. And I'm going from the angle that I would I think like the uh, um, Black community would love to hear your voice. Because... Um, I don't think that's predominantly his coordinates. Um, yeah, is it isn't. that's good, my thing, too, because
0: I went to see Dr. Gregor last year in Florida. He was actually, okay. um, in Florida. I went to see him. And like I said, there was only two black people there, um, <laughs> myself and somebody else so he has a message that really is not a color thing anyhow it's not even a color thing it's just it's just the facts of the science but in my mind i was churning because in my mind i was thinking how do you bring this to the audience of the black community or to communities that wouldn't readily necessarily go to these conferences and so that's how my mind is churning because i'm thinking you know, this shouldn't be exclusive to just like certain types of people or groups or what have you. This is a message everybody needs to hear, you know, and so right. he's very personable and, you know, he'll oh, yeah. he'll tell you he'll he'll, he'll come on your show. Thing. He'll you know, he's he's very workable. He'll he'll do whatever yes. he can. So yeah, right, right. try to reach but out see, to him. But
1: him. this is what I think, um I am definitely reaching out to him, but this is what I think and this is what I actually do when I go to these conferences being one of like a couple. I I find out who the producer is, mm. and I go and I speak to them. Yeah, I say, listen, you're vegan. I'm vegan. We're all about um, health and raising and, and trying to change lives. Mm-hmm. But there, I, and I tell them, and this is at the most recent um, event I went to. I said, listen, and I, I love what you guys are doing, but I think there's an, I said there's a there's a group of mammals mm-hmm. who are suffering mm-hmm. because they do not have access to this information. I said I said to the producer, I said, listen. I don't care if it takes you giving away a ticket, um, going into into the community mm-hmm. and letting letting them letting us know. I said I need, but unfortunately, what I had to do, my role is to be Robin Hood. I had to come and take this information right. from you guys, and go and back bring it to back. my community, mm-hmm. because you guys aren't doing it. I said this is what, I said. This is horrible. Mm-hmm. Why am I out of one hundred and fifty people? Why am I one of two black people? Right. And black people are suffering the most. Right. Right. If you care about animals and mammals, you should care about a group mm. that is suffering right now. And you're not making the effort to, to reach that group. Right. Do better.
0: Right. Right.
1: I, I'm, and I, I go to these conferences and I sit in, first in the front row mm. and I always direct the question to like, what are you doing for the group of mammals mm-hmm. that are suffering the most? Wow. Because I don't see them here.
0: So what are, what are some of the feedback that they give for that? Are they what are? Some
1: oh, let me tell you. I, I I talked to this one guy. I said his name uh, his name is Doctor Duffy. I said, Doctor Duffy, I love your conference. It, it was great. But can I ask you a question? There's a group of mammals who are suffering, and I look at your panel. You have no no black people. You have no black people. I'm here. I I can relate t- to a certain extent to all the white faces that you have. But don't you think if a message is being delivered by a black doctor to a to to black people, mm-hmm. it's going to resonate just that much more? Mm-hmm. He said, "I apologize." He apologized. Oh wow! And then he turned around, one did a three sixty. And this year, the same conference, he went out and got as the keynote speaker, um, Dr. Kim. Um, I forgot his name. He's a heart. He's a heart doctor. Mm. Um, Dr. Kim, black doctor, as the headliner.
0: Oh wow! Awesome. Because so, he, he felt that convicted. Wow. So where, that's you know good what, because it's, it's, it's about connecting right. with different. It, you know, because it's uh, you know, connecting and bringing awareness and working together. I think that's the ultimate goal. So look at that. Wow. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I, I tell that story because I, I, I want I want us all to know that we our little boys can make a difference. Right. That we don't we don't have to be confrontational. Right. We just have to be. Um, we have to be able to explain it in a way is that is like undeniable right it's like you, you can't there's no argument back
0: right right you
1: you just can you just need to be better
0: right and you have to remember the whole platform of vegan is inclusive and you know well, so that's, that's the message that's it. the message of it so in a sense it you know um, being inclusive of all people is—it's definitely right. part of the part of the whole concept. Um, and
1: I, I say, people say, um, "What does being?" I said to me, it means um, uh, having respect mm. for all living life, mm-hmm. for all life, having an equal amount of respect for all life, right? And pers- and helping those who are less fortunate trying to live their life. And that's why I focus on trying to help them. Right.
0: So how do you, in terms of your platform, is it, do you mostly do the videos and you do engagement? Is there anything else that you do to kind of, you do the cooking classes? What else are? You, is your platform doing?
1: Yeah, yeah. So so what we're doing is, um, my whole goal was in, uh, to start this. I wanted to be totally transparent and I, I didn't want people to think I was in this trying to make a dollar. The goal was to um, give information and make sure people know that I, I'm not asking you to buy any, any lotion or potion. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to buy any mix. I'm not asking you to buy anything. Mm-hmm. Here is the information. Here's my life. And here's how I believe that it can change. Your life. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to do. Right. And now I'm expanding because it's now become to the point where it's like starting to take over my regular life right this is my life now so is this your full-time
0: gig or because you're 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 a photographer right so how how... yes okay gotcha Uh, Mm -hmm.
1: visual communication photography all that but what has happened now is become to a point of doing um interviews and cooking demos and being requested for different things now i need to say my goal is i'm I'm trying to say well how can i reach more people that's number one right how can i reach more people and change the community right so with that, I'm starting. I'm having an event here. It's going to be, hopefully this is going to be something that's going to grow and something that can travel around right. the country. Yes. So we having the very first one here. Mm-hmm. It's going to be um, um, information, entertainment. Um, the goal is to have people come and leave uh, with a little bit more information right. than you had before. You know, if, and so cooking demos, all of them, one like a conference slash marketplace. Everything. Awesome. And, and, you know, so we're doing that. And then where I do the cooking demos, also do things. I have um, a thing I do here called the Sasha's Making Workshop. Um, I do that. The online stuff, all the food stuff, I kind of leave to like one-on-one, like I do in the community. All the um, online is the goal is to get the information out. Mm-hmm. Just think, I don't I don't want people to be distracted by what's on their plate. I always use the term "Let's think outside our plate." You can get a good recipe anywhere, right? Let's focus on. Let's go a little deep. Let's let's, let's not let's go deep sea diving. We're scuba diving. If you just worry about what's on your plate, let's go deep and figure this thing out so you can you can sustain this lifestyle. Mm. You know. So, online is all about um, uh, putting out information, and I also try my best when I find someone else who's doing this kind of work to use my little platform to promote what they're doing. Right, like I'm gonna put you out there as much as I can, and anyone else mm. who is like trying to do the good work. To right, help
0: right, awesome. So the Urban Veg Fest. That tell me the dates yes. for that again? Okay, herb,
1: it's called Urban Veg Philly, right? because um, I don't want people to get confused with a festival where you just go and you eat. Right. So this is it's called Urban Veg. The first one's Urban Veg Philly. Okay. Um, that's April 28th, right here in Philly in my studio from um, two to six.
0: Awesome. And that is going to be mm-hmm. focused, not about getting fried cauliflower wings and all that, but you're uh, going to be able no, to get... There will be no
1: unhealthy food. <laughs>
0: you're going to get healthy food I would tell you that information. Right now. I mean, yes. that sounds awesome because to me, if, if you put the word veg in something and you come there and you get all this unhealthiness, to me, it's against, I don't get it. I just don't get it. So this is yeah, awesome. Yeah. And it might breed a trend, you know, of people just popping up with um, veg, whatever you want to call it, that it's healthy. That people could leave right. and say, man, I didn't know this could taste so good without oil. I mean, these are the kind of things that people should be leaving with. Not, right. oh, the cauliflower tastes so good with oil. Like my chicken, it should be wow! How could something taste so good without oil? That's shifting their mind. You know exactly. what I mean? And so, exactly, that's awesome. So I can't, um, I can't wait for you to start touring around with this thing because this is just yeah, the first.
1: Yeah. I am, I'm creating relationships like with um, with you right. and other people that are around yeah. the country. And then, so when we when I do decide, um, okay, what's the next city? Right. I can say, let me call Cersei. Yeah. And let me see what's going on in her neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can do something there. You know, Fantastic. and that's the whole idea. Let's create these relationships and then like let's use each other's energy right. to put this positive energy into our community.
0: Awesome. Now, I don't know if you're able to talk too much in depth about it, but you announced a few weeks ago that you're doing a food truck. So you have to give oh, yes. a little that's bit of information. Of what, what is going on with that? That, that sounds yeah, pretty yeah, exciting. Yep, yeah.
1: yep. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's starting to really take over and probably I can foresee this being my, way I make a living. I'm starting to see it kind of like start right before my eyes. So the food truck is coming. This is going to be the first food truck in Philadelphia that is going to be, it's totally oil-free. There's no fried food. There's no fried foods on this food truck. It's a sandwich. It's going to be a vegan sandwich food truck with options that have bread or a wrap Mm -hmm. or a bowl that sort of
0: thing. Right. It's gonna be
1: purely healthy, and only that. It's gonna be the type of food truck that the back door opens, and we give cooking classes on the spot. place really? so Eat and educate. guests. Wow. Well, I, I, you can buy it, but if you want to learn how to make it, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you in the back how to make it.
0: You You wow. come to a class,
1: and I'll, I'll show you. I'll, I'll show you how to make it. So when is that supposed
0: yeah. to kick off? When will the truck be? That's on the coming. Room? That's coming. soon. I just okay. threw it.
1: Yeah, I threw in this um, veg um event mm-hmm. like in the midst of building up my food truck okay and i don't know why but it's just like something that compelled me me say you know what i think i can do this event and it's been so popular that i sold out we have 20 vendors that wow. sold out within two, mm. two days yeah we're selling tickets like crazy and i am so besides my beside myself because i'm thinking people really want this information they do they do you know, I was like, people really want this information. Right. And you know what's, what's the amazing thing about this, Cersei, in, in Philadelphia, we're very separate. I mean, it's kind of segregated. Mm-hmm. So I wanted an event where it's going to be black and brown people right. there. right. You know, I've only been to one event, which I gave, which was a potluck, whereas though I wasn't the only brown mm-hmm. black person there. Right. So, but I personally wanted to craft the message of this particular mm-hmm. event Without saying "for Black people only" or "Black Veg um, Fest" or anything, no. But I believe if the energy and the spirit mm. talks to our community mm. and says it's okay to come to be a part of this, right? So in my event, in with my event, it doesn't say "Black Veg" anything, mm. "Black people only." I don't have to say that. But the music, the energy mm. uh, speaks me, to the
0: community. It speaks, speaks to, the community. to the community. Right? And
1: says you who look like me
0: need to be a are part of this. Yes. To this event. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. It's been every vendor's black. I can't, and I didn't, it's not like I was looking for that. Right. That's just what has been attracted to this event. Right. Wow. It's amazing.
0: That's amazing. It's amazing. That is amazing. Um, wow. So you're on the move and, and like I said, you know, keep up the good work because I think a lot of times we're afraid to do the right thing because mm-hmm. we think people aren't going to buy it you know well we got to give them the fried we got it because people ain't going to want the other way but you're showing that listen you are doing it the right way and people will respond. They will respond. You just got to put it out there. A lot of times we're so afraid to give people the truth that we're so afraid that they're not going to accept it, but just tell people the truth and let them make Mm -hmm. their own choices. So I applaud you for the food truck, for your urban veg that's coming up and everything that you're doing in the community. You are definitely a light because like I said, when I saw your message, you really empowered me to even push this even further because I was a little bit shy about doing it. Cause I've always had the passion to like, you know, I was more about the health, but I was kind of shy about it because it was like this lone voice. I don't know. I was just kind of shy about it, but I was passionate <laughs> about it. But when I saw you, I was like, you put, you, you, you put light to something that I understood. Okay. This is exactly what I'm talking about and what I'm looking for. And so it just really empowered me even more. So Keep, awesome. keep awesome. doing now, what you, you're you know doing.
1: You, you know you made my daddy. You know you just made my daddy. No, right? but you just keep what doing what about. you're
0: doing because I'm telling you that this is what we need. We're dying by by the hundreds every day That is not necessary. You know, yeah, you can get a good recipe mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah, you can get a good meal. But what about if you got something that could change your life and allow you to live to see your grandkids, live longer, you know, more vibrantly? That's a gift that's worth endless amount. So, you know, um, that's what keeps me passionate about it is that, listen, this is something that could change a life and a legacy for generations. Cause I can pass this on to my children and my children can pass this on and it's, it's, it's it's a legacy in our community that, you know, we, we need to get out there. So thank you so much for coming on this show and just talking about all the good things that you're doing and just having this wonderful conversation that's needed. Um, in our community and beyond. So, thank you so much.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. I'm yeah. so I'm so glad for what you're doing and, and for your success. And as you already know, if there's anything that yes. I can do, you reach right back out to me. But don't worry, we're going to bring urban veg to your city. Yes, we'll, we'll work on that.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Let everybody know again where they can find you. Is it urban black vegan everywhere, or just give us a give urban a...
1: black urban black vegan everywhere?
0: Great, fantastic. All right. Thank you so much again and have a great day. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right. You've been listening to the Eat Your Best Life, the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. Until next time, thank you for listening.